Welcome to the Astrology Hub podcast. I'm Amanda Poole Walsh, founder of Astrology Hub and your host for our flagship show. We explore the many ways astrology can support you in your relationships, career, health, and personal growth. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, everyone. Welcome in. We are absolutely thrilled to have you here with us today. If you are new to this channel, we're sending a lot of warm welcome hugs to you. You are now part of a global astrological discussion that takes place here every week. We have multiple topics that we touch on in astrology. Please make sure that you don't forget to hit that subscribe and like button notification underneath this so you can keep up with all of our new content. Now, if you don't know me, my name is Jamie McGee. I am a host of Star Signs on this platform, and sometimes you see me on the weekly weather as well. But today, I am here with Astrologer Connect, Astrologer Taylor Schuler, exploring a subject that we have noticed that a lot of people are kind of contending with right now, and that is how to overcome burnout. Hi, Taylor. How are you doing today? I'm good. Hey, Jamie. It's so good to be here with you today. I love it. And if you guys have not met Taylor before, you definitely missed out, but she's definitely an astrology hub favorite. She's been on the weekly weather. We've had lots of wonderful discussions with her. She's an award-winning astrologer, Opus Most Promising Astrologer, among many other things. She's definitely a specialist when it comes to really helping you thrive in your day-to-day lives and how to work with entrepreneurships and so much spirited love and expression of yourself. I love personally talking to Taylor about my astrology. We were doing that backstage just a minute ago. So Taylor, are you hearing a lot from people about burnout and what they're experiencing right now? Absolutely. You know, I was just going through some old files that I had just to kind of, I mean, I talk about it all the time, but I was like, you know, I feel like there's some stuff is going through old files and I came across some old files that I had on burnout and they were from, oh goodness, they were from 2018. And so I was thinking, wow, this conversation about burnout from 2018 until now has really evolved, right? So I have been an HR practitioner and leader And so I would give presentations on burnout. I would talk with employees and managers about burnout. And now as an astrologer, I do the same thing, but I understand it in a totally different way. I myself have dealt with burnout more than once. And I think we all know that the pandemic has been so difficult for all of us on so many different levels, right? Socially, emotionally, physically, in terms of grief for many of us. And there are so many triggers for burnout. We've hit all of them many times, unfortunately. And it's so ingrained in us to just keep going, just keep moving, just keep doing, just keep working, right? Especially where we are at in the United States. It's part of our culture. It's like, if you don't work, like you don't deserve, like you're not worthy of living almost is kind of what we get. And if you don't work, you can't live, you can't survive. And so we we work ourselves to the bone and burn ourselves out. And I see it all the time. And I'm so grateful to have astrology to really be able to understand the cycle, understand some of the levers that people have available to them, and really be able to have personalized, unique, customized conversations with people that really resonate with them based on their astrological charts and what our natural cycles are as people, right? So another thing that I do is permaculture, which is it 
was originated for like farming without pesticides and without heavy machinery. But it basically looked at nature and said, how does nature operate? How does nature create food? You know, and how does it keep doing that for billions of years without any humans doing anything? And it really understood that system and came up with a number of principles and ethics. And so I apply that to the work that I do, whether that's business management or astrology. I apply those permaculture principles and ethics to really help folks to see how can we work naturally, how, you know, with nature, whether it's the nature of the sky, the nature of the earth, the nature of our bodies, so that we can be not resilient, because resilient is almost like, you know, burn it down and build it back up again, but regenerative, where we're pouring into ourselves and overflowing, and that overflow then is given to other people instead of constantly operating from this empty cup. Yes, yes. I love how you said that. And it is so true because like I I get sometimes envious of my international clients when they're like, I'm going on holiday and they mean like four or six months or really like a holiday. And I'm like, I might could get Saturday off if I work really hard. And so it, it really is a concept that can be really um, impactful. And I think one of the biggest risks of burnout is often we don't realize that we're burnout till we're far past the point of actually being burnt out because it is like this survivor mode. But really taking it back down to what you're talking about as far as the earth, because I was thinking about that the other day when I was outside grounding, like there is a cycle here and there is no compromise with this cycle when you're in nature. Like you understand there's an instinct, there's a rhythm and you can fight it. You can try to plant seeds in the winter and the ice and see what happens. And, you know, this might be so magic. Cilantro does well like that. You know, you got to crack the seeds open. You know, you need to cold stratify certain things, but most things don't need to be cold stratified. So I completely and I and I and I tried to in my stubbornness, not in my stubbornness. I was just busy, but I literally planted my garden on a time period that was not a new moon, not anything that was fertile. Like I broke every rule. And that thing is not there's nothing happening there. There's dirt like I'm doing whatever I can do to get like just a little spring going up. And I think it's because I just I tried to like override it, but yeah, definitely. Um, I love how you kind of, what you talked about bringing it back to the systems. Can you? What would you say? What would be a good example of how astrology can be used as a tool in general to understand? Okay, this is my breaking point, or is there certain cycles, or what's what's one tool of astrology that can be used to to help avoid? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think um, there there's so many, but Before we get there, I just wanted to like share a couple statistics so that people can feel like they, you know, you're not alone, right? So one statistic that's important, I think, for folks to know is that on average, 77 to 89% of folks have reported burnout. And uh, on average, women experience burnout more frequently than men. So uh, men have reported on a percentage of about 28%, whereas women, it was it was in the uh, low to mid 30 percentage rates of reporting burnout. And then um, about 40 to 45% of middle managers experience burnout because it's like you're being pulled in both directions. And there are certain times in life when we see folks, and I've definitely experienced this working with clients, working, you know, even in my HR days, with uh, with my HR clients, you know, other employees, basically, that there's a certain age where burnout can be a little stronger, right? So 
one of those ages, and employers are pretty aware of this, is just like being a middle manager, there's like this middle part in life when you have kids and you have parents and the parents need your care and the kids need your care. And so not everyone has kids. I don't have kids. Um, my parents are in another state. Um, so, but I have been there in a place where, you know, I was like, do I need to be there for my parents right now? Right. You know, times change. And so it happens to coincide quite frequently with a number of transits. So to your point, to your question, like, are there astrological signatures that we can look for? So I think there are certain transits, certainly, that bring more stress to our lives, that bring more, um, that demand more of us. So you can look at almost any planet and try to understand this is going to burn you out, right? Um, You can also look at that and say, if I'm feeling this negative thing, what is the invitation? Mm -hmm. Because when you know what's coming, it's not saying you're going to get burned out if you have a Saturn transit or a Pluto transit or a Uranus transit. That's not the case. You can say, hey, there's a time coming when it's it could happen. But what is the invitation for your soul? Right. If you're getting burnt out. What it's asking you to do really is slow down, is to say no, is to say, um, you know, yes and, right? And when I say yes and, I don't mean, uh, yes, I will do everything, right? So I have, for example, sun square Jupiter, which means one of the interpretations is I spread myself way too thin. I just say yes to everything. I do everything. But you can say, yes, that's a great idea. And I don't have the capacity for that right now you know, yes, and we're going to need more help. Can we hire more people to do that? Um, or And not even can we, we will need to hire more people in order to accomplish that goal, right? It's about reframing it for your employer, reframing it for your friends and family, whoever is asking for the thing. You can say yes, and there are needs in order to get that met, right? So, um, you know, Saturn transit, if you're experiencing burnout and you're having a Saturn transit, I think the invitation is to uh, demonstrate responsibility, maturity, taking uh, responsibility for your emotions, right? Like, um, especially if it's your moon, if you're having a Uranus transit and you're feeling burned out and um, maybe you're feeling some anxiety, it's like, where's the action? Where's the inspiration? You know, are you needing to invite some change into your life? You really need to shake things up and try something new and step outside your comfort zone. If it's a Pluto transit, how is this going to help empower you? Right. But I think the number one thing for me with burnout that I see that I love about astrology is the progressed moon cycle. Mm. Because you can really see, especially when you get into a phase of a balsamic progressed moon cycle, that it's time to slow down, right? And so some folks might be wondering, like, what is the progress cycle, right? And so what I'm talking about is the relationship between the sun and the moon. We have a new moon, we have a full moon, and in our charts, we have the same. And so natally, you're going to want to know what your lunar phase is natally and take very, very good care of that. And if you take very, very good care of, you know, the sign of your moon and the phase of your moon and honor that, you're going to be pretty solid. And also, you want to know what your progressed lunar phase is and your progressed 
moon sign. So we moved the chart ahead one day. So if you were born on January 1st, when you're one years old, you'd move the chart to January 2nd, like same time of day. But because we have this advanced software, we can actually move the chart like for every day and minute and month of the year and just move it forward. And so, you know, basically by the time you're 30, years old, that's one month later, that's 30 days after you were born, we would look at the chart for that day. And the moon is going to match at 29.5 years, the moon is going to match, right? The same place that it was in before or the same phase that it was in before. Because every 27.3 days, we have what's called a sidereal return where the moon returns to the same spot in the sky. And every 29.5 days, we have a lunar phase return. So the relationship between the sun and the moon is the same. So we look at, you know, if you're 57, your chart for 57 days after you're born, and what was the relationship between the sun and the moon there? And compare that to your phase in your natal chart. And if that phase happens to be like after a full moon, but before a new moon, you're sort of in this cycle where the light of the moon is waning. And so is your energy. You're ending a cycle, right? You've gone from this new moon to this blossoming peak moment uh, of a full moon. And this is like a, about a 30-year cycle. So every 30 months, your progressed moon is going to change signs. But every 45 months, the phase is going to change and you're going to feel an energetic phase change. And that's something to be honored. So there's this 45-month period of a balsamic progressed moon phase that we all have at least once, twice, three, if we're lucky, four times in our life. And it's a time of dreaming. It's like when you need to take a sabbatical. Um, it's when, but not everyone gets that opportunity. Not everyone's that fortunate to be able to take a sabbatical, right? Especially for 45 months. Um, but it's like, you know, the energy's low. And just like you were talking about seeds, like, are you going to plant something in the winter? You try to start new stuff and try to be really energetic during your progressed balsamic moon phase. It's not going to feel good. That's mm -hmm. really if you if you push and push and push. I think that's the number one time when I would say, depending on the other transits going on in your life. Be proactive about taking good care of yourself and knowing that you need to nap. You need to dream. You need to rest. You need to go to the spa. You need to be by the water, go by the seaside do that kind of stuff. And it's when you kind of ask your employer, like, you know, can I change projects? Can I do something different now? I need to wind down, right? So you're capturing the institutional memory from your job, perhaps, but not necessarily like running everything. Or you're transitioning into a manager role so that you're taking your knowledge and experience and transferring it to other people so that they can now have that opportunity to learn and grow and you now have things off your plate and you can kind of sit back and be more of a director, more of a manager. And I don't want to say sit back because it's a lot of responsibility, but maybe not be doing the efforting and be doing more of like having people come to you and, you know, you just direct them and you be there and you hold space for them. And that's more of a symbiotic relationship and what we need to be okay with. You know, I had one person, uh, not just one, but I remember one conversation in particular that I had with an HR colleague and she was like, well, you can't go from like being a level, like we had, we had grades of employees, right? Which I don't like, but it is the way it was. And it was like A, B, C, D. And the higher the letter, you know, the higher the pay grade. 
And so basically like an A-level job was like very basic skills were needed. And she's like, well, you have to start at like level A before you can get, you can't just skip from A to G. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's really interesting because some people just have the skills that are more like managerial, more like, you know, you can go high level and some people are, you know, want to work, want to be Gemini, Virgo, Mercury, like hands on everything, very detail oriented. And some people want to be more Jupiterian and see the big picture. Um, and so I don't think that you have to know how to do everything before you can elevate. It's just, it's a myth. We all have different gifts and we need to honor that. Such an interesting um, concept too. And I, I know the progress mood, if, if those of you who are kind of new to astrology might seem like really big, but, and it is a really long-term kind of scale. Like it's a theme that you'd work with, but I love everything you said about the moon sign. And that was one of the things that I remember adapting to really early on when I was an entrepreneur in my early twenties, like that's a high stress job. It was an international company. I had a lot of employees. It was fast paced, but I had this like, tendency and I still notice it because I find that like we almost gravitate towards people who have the opposite or the same depending on a team but I was born in a balsamic moon so if you are like you get into astrology you're like I'm going to really focus on the moon and I'm going to start everything with the new moon and then by the full moon I'm going to have my intentions and I'm going to let go of stuff like that's a great rhythm to dial into and on some level you will feel connected to that but if you were born in a balsamic moon that new moon to you is going to be like you've, you're over here in the dark while everyone else is still like slumbering. You're the one getting your ideas going and you're starting to see the seas and you're just working at a different phase. So no matter how new you are to astrology, if you can like just kind of do a little bit of Google search or definitely find, find us on Astrologer Connect, we can help you figure out when your moon cycle is because just dialing into I'm a full moon baby, a new moon baby or what quarter I am, that'll help you start to set your intentions and and also knowing what your moon needs, which I think you really tapped into, Taylor, because some of us find comfort. Like I have a Gemini moon. I nurture myself with information. <laughs> like I want all the podcasts. I want the books. That gives me comfort where if I were someone like if I had a water moon and I were in like tried to inform myself, I'd probably feel overwhelmed. And that would be the opposite of what I need. So kind of dialing into what that moon sign needs in general, I think is very healthy. And I also wanted to comment on the, the Saturn thing that you said. I found, I think that we get this fear when we start to learn astrology. I have a Saturn return. I have Uranus. Oh my God, Pluto's here. What am I going to do? And th that's a valid question. Because you, you, you know when Saturn's sitting at your dinner table, he's hard to miss. You know when Pluto's kind of hanging out in the front yard. But I really think that it's not so much when these planets show up that matter as much as what you do prior to that point, what you do in the little moments day in and day out. Because if you've been working along doing your Saturn, the Saturn in your chart, whatever that mastery level is, when you get to your Saturn return or a Saturn speaking to a planet, there's an elevation. And if you are building a life that you do not have to escape from, then when Uranus comes along, it's not going to be, I need to escape like right now. <laughs> There's this emergency or urgency to it. And I know that that's definitely easier said than done all day long. But really, that I think th the best advice for a Bernie, um, what I tell my clients when they feel burnout is like, okay, we have to take, take a step back, take a deep breath. Like we're trying to solve the short term problem and not 
that long-term issue? Like if you're, if the decision you're making now, is it going to, is it solving, how long will that decision, how long can you scale that? How can you expand that in the future? Can you work at that capacity for the next five years of your life? day in and day out and what and what is the what is the exchange from that what is it going to do to your health what is it going to do to your family it's like where's it like those are some i think when you start to ground into those decisions um you start to look at the tensions in your life a little bit different like this is the problem (laughs) and where is the solution i mean are you finding that too You know, I think that's such a good way to look at it. And you bring up such a good point that I just want to like repeat it again for people that you said you have a balsamic moon phase natally and I have a last quarter phase natally. Mm -hmm. And I really find myself always during a balsamic moon wanting to launch things and always needing to be like scheduled post. (laughs) And it's like, don't not do it, but can you do the work and harvest it? to then work with the The mundane weather, right? The weather that's going on at the same time. So by knowing your cycle, but then knowing the world cycle, those are different things. And knowing there's nothing wrong with you, it's very natural to like have that energetic reset when you have your phase return or when you have your monthly lunar return. And you said you're a Gemini moon. And so it's like you like to read and get information and write and things like that. And I think that's a really good thing to point out to folks is like we all have a moon that has a modality and a moon that has uh, uh, an element. Right. And you can work with the elements. Right. So if you are a fire moon like Aries, Leo or Sagittarius, you're probably the type of person that needs to be active in order to care for your moon in a way that's going to feel regenerative. So for example, Aries moons, with few exceptions, you know, maybe if your Aries moon's in the 12th house or it's aspected by like, um, like Saturn in a way, these are the folks who, when I was in an office, they would change their clothes at lunch every single day and go for a run and come back an hour. They'd run for the whole hour of lunch and then like eat for 10 minutes after their run. But they'd be such nicer people, and like totally um, like more fun. And, and they were happy. Like they'd come back with a huge smile on their face. Leo moons, you're going to want to like laugh and be with other people and entertain. And one of my favorite things about Leo moons are they're such great cheerleaders. So like they're going to feel like their moon is uh, really cared for when they're not only like having the light shined on them for what they're appreciated for by being active and out there, but also when they're shining a light on other people and bringing attention to other people's talents. And Sagittarius moons, the ones that I know, they they also got to be in the gym. They want to go for a walk. They want to get in the car, go for a ride, ride a bike, right? Um, Sagittarius is the thighs. So things that, you know, might move your thigh muscles. Or they might want to expand their mind in some way, read something philosophical, like uh, tune into the news if that feels like it's going to be intellectually challenging to them. But they're really going to need to move physically. Now, an air moon, like Jamie was saying, that's going to be Gemini, uh, Libra, and Aquarius. They they might be more social, right? So, And social could be actually with other people, uh, or it could just be getting information. But how do we, what do we do with other people, right? We get information. So. Gemini moon might want to read, write, or do something with your hands because it's Mercury. So you might like knit or crochet or make beaded bracelets. 
um, or something like that. If you've got a uh, Libra moon, you might be more about, you know, being in relationship or trying to understand the dynamics of a situation, right? Because Libra's both sides of a thing and being the diplomat uh, or maybe trying to like escape growth pet in some way and attend to your beauty, right? Um, one Libra moon friend of mine, she created an adoration practice so that like her thing was it, and it was always in the mirror, right? And that really honors that Aries Libra dynamic of needing to have someone across the way to look at, but adoring yourself and bringing in the Venusian beauty aspect and really making sure that you can care for yourself that, so that you can be in that dynamic with other people who have like opposing opinions and stuff, right? You can go out and really have your cup overflow. And then an Aquarius moon um, might need to like decompress behind the scenes and just compartmentalize the situation and take it more like unemotionally and just say, you know, this is just the facts of the situation. How can I help like society to be better and be more humanitarian and philanthropic? And then we've got water moons who we need to sleep and bathe. <laughs> like we need naps, we need music, we need water because our moons are so emotional. So we need to sing and we need to cry and we need to let it out. Um, and then, uh, so I said fire, air, and then we've got earth, right? So an earth moon is going to probably want to keep their house really tidy and clean. They're going to want to make sure that they're eating. You know, don't, do not let an earth moon get hangry on you. Um, that's, <laughs> that's not the plan. Make sure the fridge is full. We've got a plan for dinner right? Whether it's a smoothie or ordering in or the crock pot that was there. But the earth moon is going to want to really have their physical material environment, their physical needs, their material needs met. And they're out there working really hard all day. And so that's why they're going to need to have a really big, good, nutritious meal at the end of the day. But they're probably going to want their physical environment to be comfortable and clean and tidy and not like a mess so they can just be when they come home. And so I think those are some of the ways uh, that you can care for your moon in terms of the elements. I love all of that. And it, for, I love seeing these comments about what your moon sign is. So if you're here with us live and you know what your moon sign is and your moon phase, definitely share that with us. I think that'll probably help you find some common friends in place. You're like, yeah, I do that too. <laughs> like, that's exactly what I need. We had someone say, my sons are both Sagittarius moons and they're always in the gym. I, I kind of wish I had a Sag moon now. <laughs> I can work out some more. But yeah, I, I definitely think this is some great advice about how to dial into all of this. This has been a wonderful conversation. But I do have a question for you because like, there, I think there'll be a good way to kind of round out the conversation. If you find yourself in burnout, what are some steps to get out of that? Like, What are some practical, usable steps that you can do to unwind and get on track again? Oh, oh my gosh, it's such a good question. Well, one of them, I think, is knowing that burnout is a result of the system more often than not. I would say 99.9% of the time, we are burning out because of the structural composition and systems of the society that we live within. And so knowing that it's not your fault and knowing that we can change the system to a certain extent, but also that there's ways to operate within the system that allows us to take back our agency and gets our needs met. So I think, first of all, knowing your moon phase, knowing your moon sign and your progressed 
uh, moon sign and phase are really helpful from an astrological perspective, knowing what transits are going on and what the invitation is so that you can shift your strategy and what you're doing so that, um, you know, really honoring your chart and the energies is going to shift your energy. It is going to really release things and it may take time. Um, but essentially, I think for me, what it comes down to, the main levers of burnout are time and resources. And I say resources, not money, but many people will just see that as money, right? Because most of us are working uh, a job and whether you're exempt or non-exempt, you need to work a certain number of hours a week. And that's not normal. It's not, um, and, and I mean normal in terms of human history, right? So I've done anthropological, um, I don't want to say research, but I've, I've studied anthropology of how we act naturally as humans, right? And what that showed was that humans, us, <laughs> we only work eight to 32 hours a week and only like one to four people in any kind of tribe would work 30 hours a week and they would only do that about four weeks out of the year. So know that we are actually operating at a level that is way beyond our maximum and we've been doing it for decades and it's time that we kind of question the system that we're in and why we're doing things because we don't need to be doing things the way that we've always been doing them. We don't need to exchange our time for money. We can actually just, and I don't want to make it sound as simple as like manifest and step into an abundance mindset. No, there are actual practical, sustainable business strategies that you can implement and you can turn your expertise into passive income or into income that you receive on a part-time schedule. There's many people who are doing this. We're in an information age, right? We're not quite in that age of Aquarius, but with Pluto moving into Aquarius, it's an air sign. It's about information. There's many other things going on and have been going on for the past couple of years uh, in terms of transits where we're seeing the information economy boom. And so getting into the information economy allows us to exchange our information, our intellectual property, um, our skills for money instead of our time. And I think that if we could do that, if people can do that, then we can break the cycle of burnout because you can't break the cycle without resting. So we need to somehow stop trading our time for money and get money some other way so that we can take the time that we need to rest. Absolutely. I love that because I do think that that's, that's definitely a hard, um, that's a hard line to draw. And sometimes and I know that I'm, I'm by no means a minimalist, but I do respect like um, you have to understand like there's both values and boundaries that come into that. So like what is important to you and why? Like what like if you were the only person on the planet, would you need the house? Would you need the car? Would you need this? And sometimes your environment says, yes, I do need this basic survival. This is exactly what I need to happen. But yeah, I, I love everything you said. And I think I would add to it um, to always like lean into your Saturn and, and don't be afraid to use healthy boundaries that says, no, I can't do this. And the, the loudest person, when you put up a boundary, is going to be the person on the other side of it. But I mean, another, um, this is something that, I mean, this is the mom of me coming out because I tell this to my kids all the time. I'm like, if, if you've got time to complain about it, you've got time to do something about it. So if you do find that you are constantly saying, oh my gosh, this is about my day. And then kind of going through it, like what could you do differently about that? Because 
the more you focus on what's wrong with it, the more that's just, it's like, it's going to inflame it. So what can you do to make a change? And sometimes that changes. I'm going to actually use my vacation time. I'm going to, to, to turn this off or turn that off or say that I need this in compensation for my time. And yeah, I just want to get on that point of vacation time, because the one of the things I'd see as an HR uh, practitioner is people treating vacation time not as rejuvenation time, but as a bank. Yeah. And that is not a safe strategy because at any point an employer can run out of money or change their policy that you are not allowed to cash out your vacation policy. So please use your vacation time yeah. every single year. Don't count it as a bank because it's not a bank. It's right. not. Even if you need a staycation, like those are also like really great to just, can, what can you do at home? Like, like you Netflix and chill, read something, but just, just finding a way to disconnect. And I think what you find too early, and I know that I definitely experienced this is sometimes after like a really hard push and I go on vacation, it's like day four before I even like forget about work. And so like the vacation is like two days long because I'm getting ready for, for to, to go back. Like my mind's already there. So uh, yeah, just daily little practices, putting up healthy boundaries, speaking up about what you have something. And if you find that you're completely always speaking about something that you don't like, then maybe use that mind power and that language to think about how can I solve this problem? And sometimes that may mean, you know, leaving employers or like in the information age, finding different ways to support yourself or exchange your your mannerism. But sometimes the universe is definitely asking you to leave something. It makes you uncomfortable so that you will grow because and, and, and at, at the same measure, we're always supposed to be growing. So there's always going to be a little bit of um, discomfort or dis-ease, but knowing what's sustainable for you, what's healthy for your mind and your body in the short term yeah. and the long term. And not only stand up for yourself and speak up for yourself as an individual, but we're moving into a time with the nodes in Aries and Libra. And then in a year and a half, they'll move into Virgo and Pisces, where we are going to see another collective shift where we all come together, we have this Aquarian, Pluto and Aquarius voice, collective voice, where we are speaking up for getting our needs met. And you're already seeing that in the news right now, right? I won't call out any companies, but if you're paying attention to the news, you're seeing large groups of people with strong, powerful influence standing up for other groups of people who have less power, but do have a lot of power at the same yeah. time. And then that Aries person, that individual, the CEO who's like in charge, you know, facing that Libra or Aquarian group. And so it is important to say your opinion, YOLO, right? You only live <laughs> once that we know of and remember for the most part. And you are courageous enough to be one in what, 400 trillion to be born. Be courageous enough to state your opinion and stand up and join with other people and make sure you're taking care of yourself, taking care of other people. And we're all saying what we actually need and getting because we have the power to get our needs met. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, we do. We do. Uh, this is such a powerful conversation. And I really do hope that it helps a lot of you that were listening kind of dial into what is important and why it's important. But I think the bottom line is definitely just making yourself a priority in every situation, which is a very, very much an Aries North node. It is about me. Because a lot of times we are all there for we, we're there for our team, but making yourself a priority, listening to your inner voice, dialing into what's important to you and why. But this has been so great, Taylor. I always love meeting with you. I love chatting with you. I like, and, and Taylor and I are known for going on for hours and hours, so we won't take you guys down that path with us. We'll probably run out of recording time or something to that effect. But if you want to stay connected, 
with Taylor, learn more about Taylor, even have a, a wonderful one-on-one consultation with her, you can definitely find her on our branding platform, Astrologer Connect, and you can find her at astrologyhub.com forward slash Taylor Connect. And she's amazing to connect with, especially with your business. And I also recommend that if you guys are not on our list, our emailing list, you definitely want to get on that. That's astrologyhub.com forward slash insider. You will be the first to know anything that we're up to. And we like to get up to a lot of things very often, but it's always good to kind of be in the front row to know what's coming in, especially, you know, something we have really fun coming in this fall. And that is a workshop that's all about health, wealth, and purpose, which are things that we, we touched on today. But we'll have astrologers like Georgia Stathis, Michael Bryan, and Judith Hill really dialing into those topics, which is going to be brilliant. But if you are not on the insider list, astrologyhub.com forward slash insider, and you'll hear from us about all of the great tips. Definitely when you um, can connect with all of some astrologer connect as well, too. But um, yeah, Taylor, again, I thank you so much for being here, sharing all your wisdom. Thank you so much, Jamie. It was a privilege and a pleasure as always lovely spending time with you and everybody here all right you guys have a wonderful weekend and we'll see you next time thank you for making astrology a part of your life this podcast is presented by astrology hub you can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast if you enjoyed this episode please rate review and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.